0: Hello listeners, this is Krishna with Hindu Lit, a podcast where I narrate to you, the listener, stories from Indian literature including legends, mythologies and history. Today's story is about King Kakudumi of Kushastali who had a beautiful daughter named Revati and her marriage to Balarama. This tale is said to be the oldest known piece of literature on the concept of time travel. King Kakurmi is believed to be an ancient mythological king from India. He was a Surya Vamsha, a descendant of the Sun dynasty. King Kakurmi lived during the Satya Yuga, also known as the Krita Yuga. I will cover the yugas in greater detail in a future podcast, but for now you can think of yugas as equivalent to epochs, periods or ages. For example, the Ice Age or the Jurassic period. It is believed that in the Satya Yuga period, where Satya stands for truth, the vast majority of people were honest and noble people. King Kakurimi was a benevolent ruler who cared for his subjects. The citizens of his kingdom prospered under his rule. He had a daughter named Revati. Her name meant wealth. She was a beautiful and talented young woman and when she reached a suitable age for marriage, the king wished to find a suitor for her. He loved his daughter very much and was unhappy with the choices of kings and princes who sought her hand in marriage as he believed they were unworthy of his daughter. One day Narada, the celestial sage and devotee of Lord Vishnu, arrived at the king's palace. The king honoured and entertained the sage. When Narada asked Kakurumi what was bothering him, the king said, none of the men in all of the kingdoms are suited for my daughter. What should I do, O Narada? Hearing the king's plight, Narada said, you should seek the blessing of Lord Brahma and ask him who is the man who deserves your daughter. The king liked this idea and asked Narada to take him and his daughter to Brahmaloka to meet Brahma. The word loka in Brahmaloka means realm or plane. Brahmaloka is the realm where Brahma lives. In Hindu mythology, there are many realms, and humans, gods, and demons live in different realms. By yogic means, Narada took the king and his daughter to Brahmaloka, the home of Brahma. When they approached Brahmaloka, they saw that Brahma was deep in meditation. Out of reverence and hesitant to disturb Brahma, they waited until Brahma opened his eyes. Brahma meditated deeply for an entire day. When he finally rose from his meditation, Narada, Kakurmi and Revati prostrated themselves before Brahma. Pleased, Brahma asked what it was they were seeking. Narada introduced the king to Brahma and informed Brahma of the king's plight. Kakurmi then asked Brahma for a suitable suitor for his daughter Revati. Among the kings and princes of earth, Brahma replied that none of the kings and princes would be suitable as they were no longer alive. Shocked, the king asked why. Brahma explained that in this realm, Brahmaloka, time passed at a different pace than on earth. In the day that they had spent waiting for Brahma to awaken from his meditation, Many eons had passed. The king and Revati's family, friends, kingdom, citizens and all the neighboring nations had died or changed on earth in that time. Brahma expanded that nothing that they remembered would be the same when they returned to earth. At this shocking revelation, the king and his daughter were crestfallen. Narada, upset at his lack of foresight, apologized to the king and his daughter. Brahma then said that the king and his daughter should return to earth immediately, as when they arrived home, it would be the end of the Dwapara yuka, the third epoch, and he suggested that they seek out a man named Balarama, a heroic figure and Krishna's brother. Brahma said that Balarama would be a worthy husband to Revati. The king agreed and after accepting the blessing of Brahma, returned to earth. When they arrived on earth, the world had changed. It was the Dwapara Yuga and mankind had dwindled in stature, vigor and intellect. The king and his daughter were much taller than the people on earth because of the changes in epochs. They sought out Balarama who was in Dwaraka with his brother Krishna. Kakudabi, now no longer a king, asked Balarama to marry his daughter. Since Revati was much taller than Balarama, he took his plough, a favorite weapon of warfare for Balarama, and tapped her forehead with it. The mystical powers of the weapon shrunk Revati down to the size of women of the Dwapara Yuga time. Balarama and Revati then married. Thus ends the story about Kakudumi and Revati. This story where the time changes differently based on the realms that the king and his daughter visited bears a striking resemblance to the modern concept of time being relative to the observer's frame of reference derived from Einstein's theory of relativity. Einstein said that just as there is no absolute position, meaning an observer on a moving train sees himself standing still, while to an outside observer, the same man is seen as moving at the speed of the train, there is also no concept of absolute time. The passage of time is based on a reference, and time for an object that is accelerating moves slower than an object that is still. Since gravity is also a form of acceleration, a planetary body's gravity can have an effect on the object's passage of time. The story of Kakudmi and Revati makes no mention of concepts like gravity, acceleration, relativity, or space-time specifically. However, there are some interesting parallels. The concept of traveling to a different dimension might suggest that Narada took the king and his daughter through something akin to a wormhole. To the listener, I do not wish to misguide and conflate these stories with science. While I find the stories in Hindu mythology and literature entertaining, engaging and thought-provoking, it is better to separate it from the hard sciences, which is studied based on evidence and strong analysis. However, I find it introspective to consider what the writers of the time observed and thought about the world. Perhaps the scholars of ancient India observe the universe much like Aristotle and Socrates did in ancient Greece. That concludes this week's podcast. I hope you join us again for the next podcast. Thank you and have a great day.